like you now to meet the brightest star in show business. I'm Lizzie. I'm Allie. And this is She's Great in That. The podcast about ladies and the movies they're great in. This week and we're talking about Dick. And also a movie. <laughs> Lizzie. I'll try not to do that too many times. Why not? They do they make several jokes like that in the film. So it's encouraged. Yeah, what a movie. This was your first time seeing Dick. It was. I'd never seen Dick before. It was my first Dick experience. <laughs> my first Dick. My first time. First time is always so special. You you never forget the first real Dick you see. Never forget your first Dick. It was good. I, I liked it more as it went on. I don't know, like, all of the things that happened in Watergate. Like, I only know sort of the bare, I know about, like, the tapes and the hotel and the deep throat and stuff. But, like, I don't know who all who all the players were. So, in the beginning, I was like, I, I know that they're making jokes and they're going over my head. And I also was absolutely not tracking why on earth they were hired as dog walkers. But once it became that, like, they had an agenda, I really liked it and I thought it was very funny. There's a line in the film where Kirsten Dunst's very hippie English teacher says... I love what you did combining fantasy with political current events. And I was like, ah, yes, the premise of the film. They don't explain. I mean, it also seems like maybe they go to different schools because she's in like a hippie school. And then Michelle Williams is in like a very traditional class. And I couldn't tell if they were like just taking different classes or what. Like it was not. And where do they live in relation to each other and D.C.? Because the Watergate Hotel is in D.C., right? Watergate Hotel is in D.C. But then they also had to go there for a field trip. So do they live in Maryland? I don't know. Kirsten Dunst's family is in a burb and the school, the school looks like it was a little suburban. I don't know D.C. very well. Like, um, Why were they in a hotel? Did Michelle Williams live in a hotel? Well, there are also apartments at Watergate. So it's like hotel apartments. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I didn't um, totally get that. No, it would be fabulous though if it was like a Zach and Cody situation and the mom works there. But what a film. What a film. So quick and dirty, Kirsten, 1998, directed and written by Andrew Fleming, who did The Craft and the 2007 Nancy Drew movie starring Emma Roberts. Dick stars Kirsten Dunst and White Michelle Williams as best friends and high school students who accidentally observe the Watergate break-in. And somehow get roped in to the Watergate scandal by befriending Richard Nixon and then becoming Deep Throat. And they single-handedly break the Watergate scandal. Yeah, and they really for a long time don't know what it is they're observing. And it does not seem like Nixon is trying very hard to cover anything up. Like, he's shredding documents in a room in the White House that is unlocked. And they're like, oh, no, these girls wandered in. And I'm like, anyone could have wandered in. Like, they don't. It's a little bit of that Forrest Gump thing of, like, what if a normal person was in the right place at the right time? But, like, they're just wandering around the White House for a few days a week. Yeah, they get lost in the, they're, they're the smartest dumb girls you've ever met. 
in two different definitions of that, which is such a fun foil for the two of them. They're they're so the two of them are so great, and I can't wait to talk about their performances. But they conveniently become the dog walker of the president, and also can bribe their way into any situation with like blondie bars. They get into the White House several times, several times. They pass yeah. the guards at the White House um, b- by like offering snacks. Hello, Dolly's, which single-handedly saved the U.S.-Russia-Soviet Union relationship. Okay, so they accidentally make treats laced with pot. First of all, their personalities high are not significantly different from their normal personalities. Yeah, they're kind of just always vibing on a on a very real airheads, which I appreciate. I there are not that many movies about like truly stupid women. They definitely feel like younger versions of Romy and Michelle. Yes, exactly. Or the women from The Sweetest Thing. But yeah, I love a movie like I a dumb and dumber but women I absolutely love. They're dumb in a non-derogatory way. They're stupid, but they're very well-intentioned. Uh, like, I just wish they were like, they would be the best influencers in <laughs> 2024. They are fully TikTok girlies who would be doing newly ads and styling hats. Like, this is how I wear my, my haul. One thing I think that's very delightful about Dick is that it really doesn't care about Watergate. Watergate is like truly whatever. And we see it through their eyes where they kind of don't really understand in the beginning what the big deal is. But they very slowly radicalize throughout the film through very silly things like listening to tapes in the bugged Nixon office and hearing that President Nixon doesn't like his dog and you hear them listen to very incriminating evidence but what really upsets them is is like we don't think he's a good guy because he doesn't really like his dog it takes how blissfully unaware they are and uses it to reveal something we already know as an audience which is like Richard Nixon is a horrible person and Henry Kissinger is even worse, but which is great. That's great casting. I can't wait to talk about the, the boys, the boys. It's like a great opportunity for them to be these kind of very silly, well-intentioned women who love boys. And they slow, they very quickly realize that they can do great things. It really reminded me of Dairy Girls, which is also about young women living in like a tumultuous time politically and not being super interested in the politics of it. Like uh, Dairy Girls, if you haven't watched, it's on Netflix. It's so good. It's about um, teen girls in Northern Ireland during the Troubles in the 90s. They're like, they don't care about the IRA. They're like, oh, like... School's closed because of a bombing. And like at the end of the second season, they like (laughs) write a letter to Chelsea Clinton and they're like, we get you because we also have curly hair. Um, And like, that's how they see politics. I I still haven't seen the final season of Dairy Girls because I know it's going to make me really sad because it has ended. Ended. The third season's also not as good as the first two seasons. So it's a sort of sad on that level. Also kind of helps me not get so upset. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's such a great comparison because it really is about their friendship and their life. Michelle Williams develops a massive consuming crush on Richard Nixon, but it is presented in the same way that she has a crush on like a teeny bopper in the beginning of the film. It is a plot point, not in any way that she's going to try to seduce Richard Nixon or anything weird. It's just like now these two girls have a crush because the best one of them has a crush. 
you know, Vietnam is presented through the lens of my annoying brother is going to get drafted. That's not very great. So we should stop the war because it's really wrong. Yeah. We're at first they're like, well, I'll get his bedroom. Yeah. They're like, no, it's not worth it. Let's stop the war. <laughs> like Michelle, I wrote down as I tend to do some of my favorite lines on a notes app note. And a great Michelle Williams one is war is not healthy for children and living things. Well, that was like a famous bumper sticker at the time. So she's like quoting the one thing she knows about war. She like saw someone wearing that t-shirt and she's like, by the way, war, not good. Or she invented it, which is. Or she invented it, which is sort of the, again, the Forrest Gump thing of like being the originator of these things that no one knows where they come from. Yes. Like, do you watch The Great? I've seen the first two seasons. There's an episode about inventions and it's like this woman invents Velcro and her name is Lady Velcro. And it's where you're like, again, Romeo Michelle, who invented the post-it? Who invented mm-hmm. the stapler? Who invented Velcro? Obviously real people did, but who are they? I don't know. There's a, a couple moments in that where, you know, they teach Richard Nixon the peace sign. Yes. And then they say to, I can't remember the the man, but like, if you stay, you're just as bad as as they are. And then he yeah. the famous line that he ends up saying to the press. I had watched All the President's Men Monday, because as of recording this, it is 4th of July, post 4th of July week. And I was like, I'm not Manchurian Candidate, the remake, All the President's Men, and one of my favorite movies of all time, The Parallax View. So I just was in a mood of like America and conspiracies Mm -hmm. I had Watergate very fresh in my brain as I was watching this it really and it it, the framing device of what if two dumb girls were deep throat is like just a funny premise to go off of and speaking of the boys good god did I love Woodward and Bernstein it's what's his face from kids in the hall and Will Ferrell and they are just bickering and they're bitches and they're arguing over credit and they're just so funny it's it's kids in the hall guys uh dave foley's one of clint uh one of nixon's aides as well but yeah um, yeah he's halderman the the baddie the big yes i really i really enjoyed woodward and bernstein that it was like obviously they're not evil but they're not good either where it's like jerks work at the white house dumbasses work at the post and the only like nice people are these idiot girls their teachers suck their parents suck everybody thinks they're idiots or they've ruined everything but they also don't care because they have each other i love the opening of the movie that is the interview with bernstein Hmm. and woodward I I believe it's like young Larry King is kind of the vibe of the person is trying to trick them into revealing who Deep Throat is and keep almost doing it because he's finding different ways to manipulate them and be like, I don't even think this exists. I think you made all this up. There's a moment where Bruce McCulloch touches Will Ferrell and he slaps him and he's like, don't touch me. And it just... One thing I really thought was so great about this movie is it's not afraid to be really goofy. The physical comedy is ridiculous. All the scenes where it's like all these White House suits guys are in there. Bombing. Johnson. Watergate. The like opportunity for that to happen is I think because it's such a serious issue. No one likes any of these political figures. So they're allowed to be treated like absolute buffoons. It creates such a wonderful pace. And I think a great opportunity for Kirsten and Michelle to be comedians and go really big with comedy. 
I laughed jumping ahead. There's a scene where baby Ryan Reynolds is in this trying to get a recording. And basically their big sneaky plan is to, it's I think it's Haldeman, but it's one of Nixon's guys. They go to his house. He's not home, but a teen boy is. So they're just like, hey, we've met before. Let me into your house. And so Kiki's distracting him while Michelle looks for this evidence that they're looking for. He's not the son of the guy. He's that person's friend, but he, he like lives with his friend. It, it doesn't, they make it so much more complicated. But then at the end, they're about to be recognized and Kirsten Dunst just hides behind her hair. <laughs> I went so hard. She just keeps, she doesn't want this guy to recognize her. So she just puts her hair in front of her face and keeps turning her head. And then she realizes she's about to get caught. So Michelle Williams just screams and then they just run screaming out of the house. And I laughed so hard. So dumb. So good. They're just panicking. Uh, it really made me, it really made me chuckle. Moments like that where I'm excited that Kirsten Dunst is playing roles like this, especially where she's not, she's kind of the straight man in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Obviously, The Virgin Suicides is the opposite of this movie. Yes. And the rom-coms that she gets to be in in the future are very much, she's the heroine and she's not the silly character. So for her to be the dumbest blonde in the box, it's really fun to see her. There's a moment, and I did not write it down exactly, but they are sitting in a classroom and they're like, I think we need to get Richard Nixon to stop the war. Yeah, how? And it's a fabulous line reading because she puts so much, you can see her gears in her brain moving so hard to figure out how they're going to do that. This is definitely a movie where you just sort of have to assume that most of the characters are a little bit stoned and probably you should watch it a little bit stoned because it doesn't, having your brain turned on does not make it better. And it's, again, it's another one where I never felt that they were in danger. They get like bugged and they're being, you know, stalked by White House plumbers. But it's really silly. I'm like, well, some guy seduces Michelle Williams' mom um, just to check up on them. And but they catch on to him immediately. They're so like naive and simple is the word I want to use, but that's not it. Very simple. They're very simple minded. (laughs) Yes. But they pick up very quickly. There's like, we've been bugged. And they know immediately to like turn all the music on really loud. But because like none of this is really like everybody, all the men involved in Watergate are such idiots. They look so smart compared to the dumb men. They're simple minded. And so they don't have any self-doubt and they see the world in black and white. And so they have no doubt that they should turn him in. Like there's no thought of like, oh, should we blackmail the president or like, Oh, who else will win the election? Like, they are so simple that they are pure good without even really thinking about it. And it comes from a place of he's mean to his dog and not he is a corrupt politician because it's Richard Nixon is bad to the core. Like, he's a bad human being. And there is no, like you said, political motive for getting another president, which I think is kind of what people project onto like at least in all the president's men it's very much like they're journalists and they're saving the world and they're doing good and look at the amazing good they're doing and i'm like yes but they're not doing it because they're like fuck richard nixon we hate this guy they're doing it because like it's a story and we have to tell it and it's also like they're not the the girls and dick are not old enough to vote 
So oh, yeah, like that's so true. Their ignorance is very understandable and I think not a knock against them because it's like yes, a person should stay informed about the world around them, but it's like until you're 18, okay, well, you don't really need to know who's running for president cuz you can't vote and so whatever, there's two political parties. So they're totally apolitical and agnostic. They have no take on who Nixon is. They're not for or against quote unquote the president. They're like We've never voted. We've never participated. This is just how things are. And I also think that they don't understand what, why any of this would happen. There's a line where it's like, oh, you're the president's lawyer. Why does the president need a lawyer? It's like, there's such a like, yeah, he's the president. He's just a guy. He does what he does. And the way he treats them as, oh, my daughters used to be, were that age. And all they cared about was like boys and clothes. They assume that that's all they care about. Cause at the beginning of the film, it is gives them a little bit of an opportunity towards the end to realize that they can care more about things and clothes and boys. You know, they end up at a protest accidentally, but they don't start, you know, doesn't end with them going on strike and like- He would very much be kicked out of the school in strike. <laughs> without a doubt. With- They're not smart enough. They don't care enough about- Michelle maybe could have gotten in, like maybe, but Kirsten Dunst rejected, even with her parents oh, having a big donation, flat out. Not- it's not the place for her. Another funny thing about this movie is like, I mean, again, Forrest Gump, like, I feel like there were a few sketches and movies and stuff before we knew who Deep Throat was. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it did come from the porn movie of the same name. But like the idea that they gave themselves that name because her brother had seen the porn. You can't make this movie today because everyone would just be like, okay, but it was Mark Feldman. <laughs> like, But like, yeah, when the, that opening scene where they're like trying to get Woodward and Bernstein to confess... You can't prove a negative. You couldn't prove it wasn't two teen girls. They couldn't. They Listen, this ha- this could have happened. This could have happened, but. Who walked the president's dog? We will never know. We don't know who watched Checkers. There's that like big thing where like, don't, if you hang up the phone, if you don't hang up the phone, we'll confirm that these are the people who are on the list. And that's like, you don't have to say it, but you don't not have to say it. Mm-hmm. And the way that that happens in the world of this film is, Michelle Williams's mom is asking her to come downstairs for dinner. And so they literally cannot get back on the phone. <laughs> they get, they, she's like, hello, they hit up on us. And it cuts to the guys in the office being like, we did it. We did it. We did it. We, we got the source. I almost wanted them to do more stuff. Like, wasn't there a whole thing with like a, there was like a plant that they used to move around if they were going to meet? Oh, yes. Things like that where they delete the 18 and a half minutes because she records a love she records her- Yes. The Watergate was like multiple times they tried to do this and they kept failing because they're really stupid. And I think also Watergate as a concept is just so funny. Oh, it absolutely was like, you are going to get caught for the dumbest crime that you didn't even really need to do. Like, no. Nixon could have won legally. I mean- I, I don't remember very much like how close he was to not winning, but he would have been fine. My favorite thing about Watergate is that it's like the 15th idea in what was called Operation Gemstone, which every person had a different code name, which was a gem. And then every facet of the plan was different gems. And they involved insane things like kidnapping the families of their enemies and shipping them to South America 
and doing like big, crazy takeovers to like get people away during the convention. So like they wouldn't be there to vote, like doing all these insane things. And then they're kind of like, none of this is working. And none of this is particularly like feasible. And I think we could get caught doing this. So we'll just steal and destroy documents. Like that's what we'll do. And then that's what ended up getting them caught because they're so dumb. Everybody, everybody is so stupid. I'm having flashbacks. Like, you know, when I was that age, I was more politically tuned in, but it was the same thing of like, I remember George W. Bush choking on a pretzel. I remember Dick Cheney shooting his friend in the face. And there was this sense of like, is the country run by idiots and not in a like political idiot sense, but like actually just stupid people. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I, I feel like I'm not smart enough to run the country, but these don't seem very smart. That's the big problem with all these movies that have come out recently, you know, and relatively recently, like Vice, which tries to prove to you that they're so dumb and so awful and so corrupt. It's like, we all know this. And the more you lean into how silly all of it is, the easier it'll be for you to convince us this versus trying to do like, look at how stupid these guys are. It's so edgy. It's Christian Bale. Because we all know they're dumb. That's that's the kicker. As we speak, like speaking of documents, like that photo of all of those boxes in the bathroom at Mar-a-Lago is very like, yeah, a teen girl could fully be like, at a party with her parents at Mar-a-Lago and like take a wrong turn and be like I'm just looking for the bathroom and then like find some documents and accidentally like I don't know what gate we're calling that like do a documents gate like yes. the, it's it it's all too believable she could be real from that bathroom and have <laughs> the boxes behind her if they made that is it- how you remake this movie is that someone happens to be like has no idea what they're taking a picture of but she happened to be there during the she's taking an outfit selfie in the mirror because the lighting is good and she's like i'm wearing such a cute outfit i gotta take a selfie for the story like so all my crushes see it and in the background is all the documents when they like release the recordings of him having talking about the documents like she accidentally records a voice memo which i do all the time i don't actually like you go down look at your phone you've been recording this is good. I feel like you should write this. Dick to Mar-a-Lago. Again, these girls would absolutely crush it on social media. They would thrive. Here's Vanessa's character in particular because, well, okay. In my notes, I just wrote down outfits because we have to talk about the looks. This is the thing. Okay, it's not a great movie. The script is pretty loose, but the soundtrack is banging and the outfits are banging and so it's like you can't really turn it off you're just like i gotta keep watching who was the costume designer deborah everton a woman obviously and so she and she also did the craft first of all i always love it when people work with their same people i love a a a troupe um and the costumes in the craft are spectacular so i love this woman yeah, I watched a YouTube that was like a breakdown of the costumes in the craft, and it was very interesting. I'll send it. Oh, please do. A lot of girls are dressing like Nancy with the sleeves and the necklaces. It's like very um, Olivia Rodrigo goth diet Wednesday Adams. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the costumes are fantastic because the two women have the most 
individual styles, but when they are together, because they're together in every single scene of the film, more or less. And sometimes most of the shots they're in together. They're coordinated so spectacularly. So it always looks like it's part of the same collection, even though they're different looks. Mm-hmm. And it is so smart. They look great. And they look fantastic. B, But also, you just, they're a duo. They're Batman and Robin. You root for them because they've got their, you're their unit. Yeah, they're just a little um, adorable twosome running wild in DC. Extremely unsupervised. Prank calling the Washington Post, dressing up in their little spy outfits when they go to meet them in the parking lot, which was one of my favorite looks with the beret. I'm going to wear that. Yeah, they're very good at playing besties. I like the implication that they have no other friends and that they're actually like a little bit unpopular at school. People don't particularly like them, which is fine because they have each other. At no point do they fight in the movie. Like they agree on everything there's not like one person who wants to go to the press and somebody else who's scared like they're both just like well we gotta go to the press they establish immediately that they are very unpopular because they forced the field trip to miss the mcdonald's lunch yeah everybody was more excited about than the white house pearson dunn tells michelle williams like you're the smartest person i know and she goes, you don't know anybody else <laughs> and i i'm not sad about them i they have each other they're romy and michelle they're very romy and michelle and i love romy and michelle so there you go Another, and that's another one where like the two women are styled, same collection, different looks. I mean, it's not an original gimmick. Movies have been doing this since the dawn of time, but it's so effective. They have great hats. Satisfying. It's so satisfying. You're so right. Um, Hats. Fabulous hats. A lot of headbands, a lot of chunky jewelry. They stand out at the White House because everybody else is wearing a suit. And I will say they get progressively more i mean the final outfit that they're wearing very iconic american flag look with the fringe belt and the face paint they start off very like conservatives and they move into much more hippie 70s look again mirrors their evolution as they move it away. Evolution, and i will also say like and i don't mean this too forcefully because they're young girls but like they're trying they're like a little sexy at the end like they're they're, those are not just like bikinis for the sake of being bikinis they're like working it um because they they feel empowered by what they've done so they're they're uh, showing off their bods a little bit which is very silly for the context which is that they're standing on a roof giving the same Saying, you suck dick, XO deep throat. But they finally get all the innuendo in that. They do. They, again, two jokes that are, I love dick and then I hate dick. That's so great. They had to make them and they didn't. They were perfect. You gotta, you gotta. Oh, I'd love to talk about Dan Hedaya, who plays Richard Nixon. Famously the dad from Clueless. Famously the dad from Clueless. And um, Saul Rubinek as Kissinger is incredible incredible casting one of the best parts of this movie it's a perfect first of all a perfect impression in how over the top it is he just has these weird like kissinger affectations down really well but he's doing it so he's such a buffoon that i'm like no that's 1000 percent henry kissinger because that's exactly who that is he's a horrible Mm -hmm. person and an idiot yes i love that for the political guys they really like did impressions and styled them right and then for woodward and bernstein they were like just have fun (laughs) 
guy, tall guy, blonde guy, brunette guy. That's it. That's that. <laughs> they slapped the biggest Will. wig on Pierce McCullough. A wig that got progressively bouffantier as the film progressed. He at the end had a like a really luscious mane over the top. And it works. He was so funny because his whole character was that he just wanted to be in on everything and didn't actually <laughs> be like, and I'm Bob Woodward. Like, or he wasn't Bob Woodward. He was um Carl Cheated on Nora Ephron. You like a dick. dick. Sorry, he's a one-hit wonder. <laughs> like Nora Ephron keeps giving. Carl Bernstein's riding again off his coattails of Watergate, like almost 50 years ago. Also, just like the fact that Nora Ephron knew who Deep Throat was the whole time. Time. And apparently would talk about it at parties all the time. She was not, she was not good at keeping that secret. If I knew who Deep Throat was, I would tell everybody. I'd be like, oh my God. So that's what my ex-husband told me. <laughs> wait, do you guys want to hear the craziest thing? Do you remember that guy who gave all those names? Okay, so <laughs> well, that's like in the film where they give a school report where Michelle Williams Arlene is in her like very serious academic class, and then Kirsten Dunst is in her like kids who are not so smart track. Yeah. And they're giving a report on being these secret youth advisors to the president. <laughs> one of their yeah, and they just keep stressing that it's secret. We have this responsibility because we are really good at keeping national secrets, and we've been told not to tell anybody about this. And national secrets are being trusted to us because we are very trustworthy, and we won't tell the secrets. That's why I love being a secret youth advisor. At the end. <sighs> it's good. It's good stuff. It's good, good stuff. stuff. I would really, I was trying to figure out some of the casting behind this and how they picked the two women, like what that process was like. Their chemistry is really great. And I never would have thought about putting the two of them together because in 1999, I mean, Dawson's Creek, the first seasons of Dawson's Creek had come out and that's a very different character from Michelle. Yes. I mean, if you remade this today, I it would absolutely be Michelle and Busy Phillips who are iconically real life besties no offense yes, to yes but like yes this is this is that but and, um and an Anna Ferris. like if this movie was made in 2011 sure, sure Anna Ferris. we don't have like good comedians like this anymore for the ladies well the, I don't really think of either of them as comic actors and they do a good job, but it's also like, I wasn't sitting there thinking like, oh, the comedy careers they could have had, you know, like they're not yeah. Jim Carrey. They're just very good at being goofy teen girls. It's a, it's a funny, it's a funny mix of things. Just like Drop Dead Gorgeous. Like, I don't quite know how you market this movie. It's a political satire, but not really. It's about girls, but it's not necessarily just for girls. It's like a little weird parody movie. Yeah, I would love to know how this was marketed and who their target audience was. Yeah, I feel like it's for like weird dorks who were into like SCTV and alt comedy would just enjoy this movie. Yeah, and girls. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Leonard Maltin compared this to Clueless meets all the president's men. And I think that that's a very apt, if not very lofty, like that's, that's a big candle. Would I put Dick on the same pedestal as those two films? Maybe not. In the lineage, a cousin. Or a, 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 a cousin. Yeah. I'm trying to think where I would slot it. Charlie's Angels minus all the stunts and effects. Oh, Yeah. Charlie's Angels, Forrest Gump, but stupid, dumb and dumber, but girls. 
yeah it's a goofy it's a real it's a real goofy movie and uh it is called dick so if you're not ready for that just you know don't watch it don't watch it if you don't want to laugh at dick jokes and poop jokes the president's dog doesn't poop he does his business i mean in conclusion i love dick except that's a book about being obsessed with like a weird cowboy man so i love dick except not that amazon show with katherine hahn oh and yeah i read that book it was fine i'm not and i did not watch the show because i didn't only so many hours in my week i kind of forgot all about it until you just brought it up unfortunately for Catherine Hahn. Yeah, Dick, the end of her Americana run between this and Drop Dead Gorgeous falls out America. I think maybe one of her last like out and out comedies. Get over it. Get over it is a comedy. I no, bring it on. Bring it on comes after this and it's it's bring it on and and get over it are really the last ones we get. I love Dick the movie not Richard Nixon. If you see something, say something to the Washington Post. Buy hats. Buy hats and be good to your dog. Oh, be good to your dog. And I'm also going to make those Hello Dollies because apparently they're the best cookies in the world. They save nuclear warfare. I mean, I think the weed helped, but yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's an ingredient. So we should just mail Joe Biden some. (laughs) Well, they just found Coke at the White House. So I guess he's on it. He's got a hookup. Listen, that round of internet reaction has been great and i love how the press has had to be like joe biden was not there he was not home it was not him okay it wasn't him he likes ice cream like i'm and i'm not saying that because i like agree with his politics or not like the man just is not up to it no it is totally not his vibe at all not his cup up yeah that was a that was the one that i retweeted was you can't call him sleepy joe and then be mad if he has cocaine do you want him up or not (laughs) pick one pick one you complain if i do you complain if i don't stop what do you want from me no man is perfect which is the moral of this story Hmm. women are boys aren't well that concludes the 90s we did it end of an era really really very much so Um, We have so many great things that we'll jump into with the 2000s next, and I'm excited. Me too. Okay. Bye, Lizzie. 